previously on Get Cancelled. I had other stuff that influenced my eating disorder in terms of parental influence and restriction. Like I wasn't allowed to eat a lot of things. You were not able to have things. So when you did have the opportunity to have it, it was like, give it, give it, give it, because I won't have it ever again. I grew up not like that. So I very much got a message very early on that like being fat was bad. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot be fat because that is bad. I got that message too, but in a different way. A different way. Things happened. I wound up in the hospital. All my shit was fucked up. All my vitals, all my organs, all of that. So I had to stay there for a while until they could medically clear me to go into residential treatment. I was not skinny, skinny, skinny because my body had been doing this back and forth thing for so long that it wouldn't get to this place of, oh shit, she needs help, like looking like that. So I looked like I was a normal human, but inside my organs and everything, I was dying. These are really hard stories and things for us to share. Queef, queef. Queef, this is going to be our new call. Oh, my God. What if we get people across the world yelling queef, out queef, queef to people? I'm going to encourage everyone out there to go queef, queef to their good friends. You say it's it so, so fast. Fun. Nobody really knows Nobody what you're knows, saying. No one yeah. is thinking that that's what you're saying. <laughs> Warning. What you are about to hear is not for the faint hearted. This is their cue to stop listening. It's time to stop giving a fuck about offending every retarded cocksucker and little bitch pussy. For every asshole twat and chode, the cunts of America will continue to make jokes with the freedom bestowed upon us by the First Amendment. We will no longer be afraid to piss off the woke bastards. In the words of the great Joan Rivers, just lighten the fuck up. These are just jokes, you assholes. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Get Cancelled. I am your host, Cheryl Scott. And before I do anything else, I need to take care of some business. This is an anonymous show, so if you enjoy, if you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Please share this podcast with your friends, your family, and most importantly, your enemies. All right, now that that's done, back to the show. And Cheryl, when did you, at what point did you start to... I guess, get help. Because I know at one point way back in, in, in our friendship, at some point I knew it took you a hard time to, to build up the courage. The first time I got help for it was in college. And it was because I, I <laughs> cannot believe I'm talking about this. Um, but I was dealing with some bulimia and I just like threw off my system and and electrolytes and hydration and whatnot. So in order to not be put in treatment, I had to go to the hospital on campus and get um, replenishments and just get my levels checked and everything. And then I started seeing like an on-campus therapist, a nutritionist, and things got better for a little while. But it just sort of like came and went in different ways. Then it was dormant for a while. And then in my late 20s, it flared up again, I would say, like a like a rash. Uh, it fucking aggravated me. you can't me. get rid of. No, awful. So I did outpatient treatment where it was 
three times a week, I would go to a couple groups and then you'd have like therapy individual. And so I would do that for a while. But because I was dealing with binge eating stuff, I was in a place that was with more people who had anorexia. And so they didn't know how to handle or necessarily deal with or when people were sharing what they were sharing was not anything I could relate to. So I felt very isolated and alone. And then in therapy with the therapist, I would have panic attacks. I basically would just, I couldn't talk and I would have these panic attacks shaking. And she just sort of like had to get me through these like panic attacks that sometimes would pop up. Um, But I had even just a hard time talking in general because I was so used to not talking about how I felt. And what you were doing. Cause it's, and what it's I was doing. And I still barely talked about what I was doing because I was with people who didn't eat. And I was like, it added to my shame of yeah. eating. <laughs> of eating large amounts and not even thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine being in a group and I'm like, I took half my food and threw it over the balcony and called it a day. People thought I eat. And you're like, uh, I'm making sandwiches left and right in the car. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Fucking just downing it. <laughs> You have to be with people who understand. Like, like yes, we had the same issues, but they came out in different ways. Yeah, different, they manifested in different ways. But we also had, like, I think you and I in particular had a lot of similarities in our upbringing, mm-hmm. which is why we were able to, like, become close. Yeah. Adiba, this is the perfect time. I also have to pee. I just got Cheryl to talk. She just brought up college. I don't know what, I don't know, like, college, or I didn't know that it all came into college. Like, I met her and then learned about later. She didn't really talk about it as I knew later on. Yeah. And then I had a guy that I really liked that I thought was hot, and it was like, we were messing around, and at some point, he was like, I'd like you actually, like, more if you just didn't have so much of, like, a stomach. And it was like, look, uh-huh. you like, but it's just interesting. It's like, huh. Yeah, not for so me. Like, oh, okay, let me pay attention now to my stomach. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. oh, and now is it someone calling it hair out. in here. I don't like it. Yeah. Calling Back. things out. No one needs to yeah. call anything out. But people do and it's like It's rude. Why are you commenting on my body in a way that is, you but know, like what them. what is it in it's it? Him. Like it's there's something in it for you cuz you want that. But like it's a weird thing. You don't like your legs. No. Who at what point said your legs aren't great? It was just that my thighs were bigger than everyone else's thighs. Well, you were hanging out with me and like the kids who were like skinnier than they'd eat apples. All my friends were so skinny. Yeah. Oh, why? Why so? Right? It was just their belt. That was me too. My two best friends were so skinny. They ate everything, and I could never be like them. But also, their parents and same with yours were not restrictive. So mine was restrictive. Honestly, I've always been that way as long as I can remember. So it's hard to say how my body would have naturally been if I wasn't born into a restrictive environment. But genetics, though, it's it's just where you store your fat. I mean, again, it goes back to different body types. Yeah. Athletics. Somebody's good at sports. Somebody's not good at sports. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, how are you built? I don't know. My brother did karate as a kid. He got all the way to being a black belt. So he got fit real young. And then in college and stuff, he could do one sit up and then get a six pack back because he started so young and was so fit so early that he could do anything and all of a sudden his body came back muscles remember I was just going to say, so usually like Memorial Day weekend, back in the day, 24-hour fitness would give away, like, get a membership for three days for free. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a gym person, but let's go. So I'm like, I'll go to the gym. It's free. I don't have to spend this money. I'm a frugal bitch. I am a frugal bitch. 
I will go. And of course, those fucking gym people that just rope you in. Yeah, and they're like car salesmen. They're horrible. You know, they're trying to get you to join and spend the money and blah, blah, blah after your three days. And it's just like, I just go to them and I'm like, do you see this body? I look like this and I don't work out. All right. Why do I need to pay to go to a gym to work out more when I already look like this? He had no rebuttal. Yeah. So you can do your own thing at so home. What's you the rebuttal? You're still active. Health? You're active at home. You're not active at the gym. Correct. It's about being active. Yeah. And like living. Yeah. Correct. You do stuff. You don't sit around all day. I do now. <laughs> I'm just saying, but it's one of those of like, yeah. you know, it's like, just like she was saying earlier, it's like she looked finally outside, but her inside was dying. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just don't know. Yeah. I could be like super horrible and fat and I feel well, like Well, there's I'm a gonna... thing is skinny fat. There is, yeah. You're a little skinny fat. I, I am. <laughs> That's why I just had my tests all done. Yeah. I still feel like I'm going to die of like a heart attack or a stroke or some sort of- Way to keep it light, girl. Gotta keep active. You know? You'll yeah. be all right. Hey, and if I do, it's okay. I, I've lived life. It's okay. I mean, you can't control things, but I honestly, like, it's very unlikely, you know? You never know. You never you know never know. Happen. There's also, I hear so many stories of these people who just drop dead or have a stroke and die, yeah. and they're like, they go to the gym seven days a week. They're healthy. Like, these fit people that don't do all, like, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't do X, Y, Z, and they really have taken care of their bodies their whole life, and they just, something happened someday. They, like, my aunt's neighbor, this just happened to and she just was running and then boom done Mm -hmm. people die so like you have to just scary but then there's also those people that eat whatever the fuck they want do whatever the fuck they want drink a night they smoke all day for 30 years like till 98 and they live for till 100 plus yeah it's like it's gonna be what it's gonna be and there's only so much you can control so at what point okay when people well let's turn to this let's turn to this conversation are we about to talk about death yes way to keep it light here at get cancer Sold. Yes. What about those people? You live in like Oregon. You can basically, when you're terminally ill, you can ask to be euthanized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most places you cannot, right? If you have yeah. terminal cancer, you're stage four, whatever it is, whatever is going on with your body, you're miserable and want to be put out of your mind and your misery, but yet you can't. Why? Because this is then suicide. But we do it for dogs and cats and animals. Correct. We won't let them suffer, but we let our humans I suffer. I think we should be allowed to, to euthanize people. I've already told certain people that if either my mind, I have no mind, but my body works, so I'm going to be living, or... You're a vegetable on or, machines. It's not okay. Or my body works, but I have nothing upstairs. Either way... Do me in. We'll come up with a plan. I've yeah. already discussed it with certain people. The, the steps that they need to take. Drug me a lot. You got to move to Oregon, bitch. me. Mm-hmm. And then we'll make it. We'll figure out a way to do this where yeah. they won't get in we trouble. We smother you yeah. because you know what? Freaking Cheryl here is going to go to fucking jail because she fucking killed you and put a pillow over your head. We have to do it at home. We're going to figure out a way to make it work. No, she's still going to go in today's society because her family's going to come back and be like, she should have lived for two more years. I'm going to come and sue her and take her to jail oh no i would definitely do it anonymously <laughs> you slowly poison her coffee no i'm not like gonna that, like make her wife. suffer like that wife that's that did it to the up. husband not and then the slowly. husband's like yeah no <laughs> don't okay. worry don't worry i would never this is why i'm in charge and not it's her <laughs> i'm gonna go and i'm not gonna know it i'm gonna be so no i don't be I'm like a band-aid carbon monoxide the i'm house? gonna i'm gonna rip whatever it right it off whatever it takes That's what friends are for. Because, like, you shouldn't have to be alive if you 
are suffering and don't want to. How many times do you have depression? And it's like, hey, one time I just wish, you know, for four months, I wish I would just run into a fucking pillar as I was driving to work because I didn't want to go to work. It needs to be a physical thing. Like if you physically can't live, you can fix your brain. You can't be like, like, I just want to die today. Yeah, it's like if your body doesn't work, like when you get older. Hey, you're terminal. No, listen. You don't want to die today. Hey, today's the day. Let's just kill no, me. No, like you're like, I'm just driving and I hate no, myself. No, it's not like that. It's like when you get older <laughs> or you get in an accident and you have an injury that you can't come back from, right? <laughs> you're this special. And you're a vegetable. <laughs> like this. <laughs> nah, you're retarded. You sounded Asian retarded. Uh. It's just doy. <laughs> And that's what I was saying, like, we're better as a society because we don't walk around going like this. I mean, we're sort of inadvertently bringing it back. No, we're not. Just the returned retarded I want to bring back. No one needs to do that. But but here, but that's my point, right? Nobody does that anymore. Have you ever seen anyone you do did. that? You just did. Right now. Only within good company. Because this has been my point to show proof that we have improved as evolved. a society. We have evolved. You keep saying, I want to bring it back. That is not improvement. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> not the Not this. The word. Yeah, the word. Not the hand gesture. The hand gesture. Why bring it back? We've improved. Keep moving forward. Why look back? Because there's a whole generation of people that don't realize this happened. But what I'm saying is not the hand gesture that I want to bring back. I don't. This is an inside joke. I want to bring the word back retarded only because it's a great word, like cunt. So I think the biggest thing is we feel like, uh, I'll say we, but whatever, we're censored. Everything that we say, there's so many things that you're not allowed to say anymore. So it's like... It's okay. Everyone knows that we're activated on the show. Part of bringing retard back is because we feel so censored yeah. in our everyday life and it keeps getting worse as time goes on. I said the word <laughs> the other day. Oh my, oh, god. God. oh my god. Speaking of offensive words. <laughs> so I had tell me about somebody, a teacher at a university, said that they were uh, brought into the president's room for something that they had said that had roots in um, black culture, African-American culture, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, roots back in the old day. And so now you can't even, you know, well, eeny, meeny, miny, mo has roots that are in the black culture. Somehow I used the word and brought up, oh, yeah, just like, you know, taking books that have the word n- in it you can't even say that you have to take all the books she's away. talking about tom sawyer yeah exactly you know it's classic you're reading it and it's like it's do history. you history you can just say n you can say n so you're you reading don't... to a child like who where no 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 i think... reading the book and like why are you saying it well if it's in the book yeah you're gonna read it but they're trying to ban the book because of the word she's saying that there are schools that want to ban the book because the word is in the book oh no that's what she's saying so, oh. so now she's oh. saying the word because it's like we shouldn't be banning this book this word is in the book and Correct. there's a lot yeah. of books that are being banned yeah. for like one little word or yeah. something like. it's like you can't judge it in this time period for me because it's art it doesn't matter what it's specified to one group it's a time period it's not about a group so it's like whether or not that group feels a certain way is not as important as well this takes place in this time period so we have to depict it in an authentic way you don't have to ban the book to know not to say the word exactly Correct. And also, once again, to learn that we have grown and we have progressed as a society. This word is not a commonplace word that people say when maybe 100 years ago it was. But it's how you're using the word. It's like I was listening to on, on what is it, Sirius Radio, and it's some, What are you about to say? No, like Kevin Hart <laughs> and some joke is talking oh, yeah. on the thing and uses the word. But it's with an A, not an ER. Well, they mean different things, and if you're black, it, you can say it, right? Well, correct, because it's, 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 it's different, it's, but it's, it's the different. 
derogatory and because I'm a white person, I can't say it. But it's so therefore, a, it's, it's okay for a black. It's, it's, but listen, it's N with an yes, A and N with it is not correct. Okay for, but so it's okay for somebody to call me a cracker. No, it's uh, not. But anyways, uh, that's rude. Yeah. It's still rude. No matter what, it's all rude. It's all rude. It's but all like, rude. but at, it is more point, acceptable for somebody to call a white person yeah. a cracker than mm-hmm. for yeah, a cracker to call like whatever. Yeah, because of where the roots stem. The point, I guess, is where the roots stem for is just everything. We're rooted so deeply in history and all this past stuff that now if everybody's upset of where our roots come from, that we're going to be upset more about other parts of our history. Maybe some words we should respect and like cracker. It does have a different meaning than and because of the roots and that is yeah, respected. We're not a slave, yes, versus so. like, hey, you're on the farm working yeah. the... And I think that's where the N-word with an A, N-word with an E-R. It's like with an A trying to like reclaim it. I love that it's a bunch of fucking white bitches talking yeah. talking about the N-word. But um, moving on from that point, the point is, is I agree. I don't think that we should take away books that have that language in it. There was a movement to ban Gone with the Wind because the whole slavery depiction and whatever it was. And I did find that upsetting because this is a period piece and that is what it was like back then then it's important to know that and know that that's not what we do today but to ban it is to just erase it oh fuck we have to say goodbye to this but she's got to go give her a hug i'm so sorry i love you love you it's gonna be okay everybody (laughs) uh this was a really fun discussion you guys i just want to thank you i am very proud that you guys shared today It was weird. Like, again, I struggle with sharing personal stuff because I also think that people share way too much personal stuff (laughs) today (laughs) with the internet and social media. It's like, it's a little bit much. And then here I am doing that. So like you said, sharing stories to hopefully help others is a positive thing. Yeah. I wanted to hear about college experience with you. I didn't know as much. I don't know. You started talking and I was in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you would never come to the dining hall. I didn't. You'd so be it like, was like, oh, it's okay. I got a Snickers. That's so healthy. I'm going to have chocolate I was chocolate like, that's so weird. She's going to eat a Snickers for dinner, but like, cool for you. Cool. College. You I can was do like, whatever do you want. Do whatever you want. We're adults. It's so funny because I remember like I told my mom I was eating a Snickers and she lost her shit. <gasps> she lost her shit. It? Yeah. Or, oh. I remember that. I was talking to her and probably I was like, almost, I'm eating a Snickers. It was spite. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. At that point, you weren't like vending machine, like, let's have 10 Snickers. You were just like, no, no, it was like every once in a while, uh, impulse would pop up and it was something that like, there's emotion around. Well, that's what I was wondering too. When you were like at parties, I didn't get anything. And then I saw the thing and I got it. Was there an emotion or a heightened sense of like, did you recognize that? It was just like a now or never. Okay. Like, I'm sure it was elevated. Fight or flight. But to be honest, I had so many different things that I was going through that I was constantly elevated. (laughs) You know, it was like being bullied and then hair, the hair stuff and just... Uh, Another thing neglective about parents and it was rough being adopted. So like there were so many things that caused me to be at a heightened state. I wouldn't say that stood out any more than any of the other ones. You, I feel like it's like you were always waiting for judgment. Yeah, something Aww. was about to go down. Tell us about college. I feel like college is always tough though. Oh college was good for me because it was just like a fresh start. You got to like, uh, get away. Yeah, from the fam, from what judgment? Yeah, Shoot judgment. Drop. Well, if yeah. your parents are like 
judgy or well clearly they're judgy because they're trying to restrict you so it was like between hair. that and the hair I'm just like I feel like I was defective and because Extreme I was hair. adopted I had the frizziest hair and so people used to make fun of me all the time and they would be like you're electrocuted or like Miss Fro poof like all the things because my hair was crazy it just probably needed like, a product to curl it but like my mom so didn't know like what to do the natural aspect of an African American yeah. person today going yeah. natural yeah that's yeah. it yeah. it's different type of hair and it's more common in African Americans so they understand it and know how to deal with it versus my mom just had thin straight hair and that's all she was accustomed to so she had no idea what to do Nor like what she, she was up against no she didn't try at all do anything no about it. it was like it yeah. was not ideal. There was no effort put in. No, to and I'm help. like, I'm so defective that like Aww. my adoptive parents probably just like probably had the coolest coolest hair. No, it wasn't. It was. It not was good. not. It wasn't styled. It was just like fro. It's like a flat top fro. It was like combed oh. out like fro. It was not good. A natural flat top fro. That's I'm gonna <laughs> go with that. I gotta go with that. But like, young awkwardness is part of the game. Yeah, I mean, we all go through shit, you know what I'm saying? But like, it was next level. Like, I was token. I was token. Like, no one else had that hair. You know, it was something I fucking had to go through. And because you were a little bit bigger boned. A little bit thicker. A little bit thicker. uh, And I didn't know my heritage, like, really. Like, I didn't really know. I just knew I was adopted. So what my parents were, I knew that wasn't in my DNA. It was just, like, confusing. She also blossomed earlier than... Oh, my God. It was not... It was awful. That's a whole thing. It was so awful. So that's always very And I went shopping with your mom the first time. Like, my mom was just totally checked out, and I had boobs so young, and I didn't get a bra until your mom took us. I didn't want to show off my good body. No, she, yeah, her body. You would wear t shirts and baggy shorts. Yeah, I would. I'd wear the guys' clothes because that's what I was familiar with. It was more comfortable and like safe, like a barrier. Yeah. I mean, ridicule starts early on with kids. I always wonder, like, now that I have kids, how does it start? Why are those, like, the kids that then are bullying my kid, making fun, poking, hitting, whatever it is, why and how does that start within their home? Back in the day, I always feel like, it used to be, hey, because that kid's being abused or that kid's being hit. Later on, you think about that of, well, of course, they're going to hit you because they're being bullied too and their parents are hitting them, so they think it's okay. They're going to hit some other kid. But now that in society says, hey, spanking is not okay, go have your fucking time out in the corner, sit there and think about what you did. So my kid, the older kid who's five got in trouble because she was being too affectionate at school kissing a boy sitting on the boy's lap hugging being too affectionate (laughs) and so they basically fine she takes after her mother a little hussy she knows what she likes (laughs) fine go after it they're five years old but at the same time at five years old there's a thing still the me too movement that has fucking trickled down to the fucking five-year-olds that basically it's like, hey, the other five-year-old can't consent per se. They may not like it, but they're not boisterous to say it out loud. I mean, you you have to think about it. So therefore, my kid basically like, Uh-oh. hey, if you do not change your attitude and you do not become less affectionate, you're not going to go out on the playground again. 
So now she's upset because she's not going to get to play. She's upset because she got yelled at or upset at or whatever it is because she can't, whatever it is with her friend that she doesn't know is wrong because she's just being like, hey, I really like him and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like you show it's just it's all about love. It's like teachers can't hug their kids anymore because, hey, parents are going to be like, you're molesting my kid. And all a kid wants is love. And embrace yeah. and just, you know, it's like you say something bad and they take it in a totally different form. As I was saying earlier, it's like, hey, I say in a, in a stern voice to my kid, hey, my kid then says, you don't love me. And it's like, no, I'm just being stern with you. I'm telling you, you can't do this because I care about you, but you don't understand that, which you will when you're older, but not at five. So again, yeah. it's, here's the Me Too movement trickled down to the five-year-old because, hey, you're kissing because that kid may not like it, but can't speak up for themselves. Just like, hey, the bully is hitting you but you then can't say to the bully don't do that I don't like it some of the problem is that these concepts are just too adult for these young kids and they can't understand it I think it's backfiring a little bit but it's like at what point is this generation what are these kids that are now 12 and 15 going to turn out to be in 10 more years it's scary because we've coddled them and we've made things very cushy so because we got spanked we then our generation is not spanking their kids and so what's going to happen to this generation Use I think your words. <laughs> talk about your emotions. Your words. I yeah. think like start with that, and then a spanking is one of the the last scenarios. But honestly, I think what it comes down to is you can't let that shit slide. But it gets attention. But sometimes it's like it, it reacts. It gets it's a reaction. As a parent, you kind of have to just breathe, remain calm, speak in a calm voice, and just do your best yeah. as they go through it. And you sit there for an hour as they go through it, and you try to say and do whatever you can. They're in a heightened state. Yeah. They're activated. Final thoughts. How was this today? This is her first time. She's a virgin to getting canceled. Do you want to talk about your experience? You don't have to. But like you really helped the conversation. And I just want to thank you for that because you bring in a different perspective and ask questions that we wouldn't ask. It's really nice. Perspectives are good because everybody has one. Mm -hmm. Everybody has different experiences. And that's why it's so important to have the communication because we've all lived through our own things. And I think that's what makes you grow through something. You can really provide and share some insight that resonates with somebody else and can be very helpful different experiences lead to different lives yeah be open to hear uh, other people's opinions and thoughts Mm -hmm. and uh, we're all different we all have different thoughts and feelings and experiences so it's okay nobody's wrong in their own way yeah just yeah you're allowed to have a difference of opinion there's no right or wrong it's how you're thinking and how you want to think about something or feel what's or feel what's wrong is how you behave it's your actions there are right and wrong actions that you can take but you're allowed to think however you want to think because thoughts won't physically hurt somebody can we go eat cupcakes yeah okay wait one more final thought can we go eat cupcakes Honestly, like it's hard in general and everybody goes through stuff. I don't like categorizing this experience is more traumatic than this experience. Maybe I didn't go through what you went through, but I really empathize and admire the strength you have to have lived and gone through that experience. There's so many people in the world. It's just not all going to be the same, but it doesn't mean that we can't have empathy and compassion for one another. Just the returned retarded I want to bring back. New episodes dropping every Wednesday.